0: Are you ready to die? Many times, death comes abruptly and unexpectedly. One arises from bed and goes about business, only to be suddenly met by an appointment with death, many times with no time to make peace with God. At this transition of life to death, nothing of this carnal world that is left behind is owned anymore. Not a bank account, not a house, not a spouse, not even shoes. It is one rude and shocking transition. It is unfortunately true for many that 65 years is spent preparing for five years of retirement and not five minutes for eternity. Romans chapter 8, 6 through 8. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Enmity means an enemy or one who is at war with God. Have you yet to be born again? Have you repented of and turned from your sins to serve the risen Christ? Have you made your peace with God? If you haven't, you are not ready to die. Turn to Christ Jesus today while you still have time. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now, for today's subject. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Romans 1, and 22, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. But became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Man said, according to Time Magazine, December 31, 1999, Charles Darwin didn't want to murder God, as he once put it, but he did. Now the record. Welcome to God said, Man said feature article 726 that will once again prove the full inerrancy and supernatural nature of the living Word of God in your Holy Bible. Every Thursday Eve, they grow by one. All of these marvelous features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio for the edification of those who love the name of Jesus and His ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Thank you for visiting today. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. The foundation of science is the Word of God. God's detractors claim that real scientists have cast off the need for God and certainly have no need for the God of the Bible. They arrogantly denigrate the credentials of any in the field of science who embrace Jesus Christ and the Bible's very clear teaching of a 6,000-plus-year-old earth that God created in six literal 24-hour days. Mock and malign as they will. The word of God written thousands of years ago stands supreme, and it stands unscathed. Concerning the creation scientists and their credentials, Lee Strobel in his book The Case for a Creator weighs in with the following. No educated person any longer questions the validity of the so-called theory of evolution, which we now know to be a simple fact. Evolutionary biologist Ernst Mayr. Scientists who utterly reject evolution may be one of our fastest-growing controversial minorities. Many of the scientists supporting this position hold impressive credentials in science. Larry Hatfield, Science Digest. There were 100 of them, biologists, chemists, zoologists, physicists, anthropologists, molecular and cell biologists, bioengineers, organic chemists, geologists, astrophysicists, and other scientists. Their doctorates came from such prestigious universities as Cambridge, Stanford, Cornell, Yale, Rutgers, Chicago, Princeton, Purdue, Duke, Michigan, Syracuse, Temple, and Berkeley. They included professors from Yale Graduate School, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Tulane, Rice, Emory, Uh, George Mason, Lehigh and the universities of California, Washington, Texas, Florida, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Ohio, Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, Georgia, New Mexico, Utah, Pennsylvania and elsewhere. Among them was the director of the Center for Computational Quantum Chemistry and scientist at the Plasma Physics Lab at Princeton, the National Museum of Natural History at the Smithsonian Institute, the Los Alamos National Library, and the Lawrence Livermore Laboratories. And they wanted the world to know one thing. They are skeptical. After spokespersons for the public broadcasting systems, seven-part television series Evolution asserted, that all known scientific evidence supports Darwinian evolution, as does virtually every reputable scientist in the world, these professors, laboratory researchers, and other scientists published a two-page advertisement in a national magazine under the banner A Scientific Descent from Darwinism. Their statements were direct and defiant. We are skeptical of claims for the ability of random mutation and natural selection to account for the complexity of life, they said. Careful examination of the evidence for Darwinian theory should be encouraged. These were not narrow-minded fundamentalists or rabid religious fanatics, just respected world-class scientists like Nobel nominee Henry F. Schaefer, the third most cited chemist in the world, James Tour of Rice University Center for Nanoscale Science and Technology, and Fred Figmorth, professor of cellular molecular physiology at Yale Graduate School. Together, despite the specter, of professional persecution, they broached the politically incorrect opinion that the emperor of evolution has no clothes, end of quote. The God said, man said feature, God's scientists lead the way, listed a host of God's creation scientists who paved the way for today's marvels of scientific discovery, excerpts and tables follow. Table 1 lists the creationist fathers of many significant branches of modern science. Table 2 lists the creation scientists responsible for various vital inventions, discoveries, and other contributions to mankind. These identifications are to some degree oversimplified, of course, for even in the early days of science, every new development involved a number of other scientists before and after. Note, we will list all from ICR's feature, but due to time constraints, speak a few. The discipline, antiseptic surgery, the creation scientist, Joseph Lister. Bacteriology, Louis Pasteur. Calculus, Isaac Newton, a man who wrote more books on theological uh, uh, subjects than he did on science. Chemistry, Robert Boyle. Computer science, Charles Babbage, father of electronics, John Ambrose Fleming, electromagnetics, Michael Faraday, genetics, Gregor Mendel, oceanography, Matthew Murray, pathology, Rudolf Virchow, thermodynamics, Lord Calvin. In table two, these are notable inventions, discoveries, or developments by creation scientists, I'm just going to read a few. The rest are listed for your perusal. Absolute temperature scale. Lord Calvin. Contribution or discovery. Actuarial tables. Charles Babbage. Biogenesis. The laws of biogenesis. Louis Pasteur. Calculating machine. Charles Babbage. Electric generator. Michael Faraday. Uh, Inert gases, William Ramsey, pasteurization, Louis Pasteur, reflecting telescope, Isaac Newton, scientific method, Francis Bacon, vaccination and and immunization, Louis Pasteur, all creation scientists. The headline in the January 2015 issue of Acts and Facts, written by Jay Bergman, Ph.D., reads, Warner Von Braun, the father of spaceflight. Several paragraphs follow. Warner Von Braun, more than any other scientist, brought us into the space age. Von Braun laid the foundation for cell phones, satellite radio, the Internet, GPS and Doppler radar. His later career reads like a history of the American space program, and it was undergirded by a firm belief in the creator God of the Bible. The American space program was largely a transplant of the German team. In America, von Braun became a Christian and a creationist. He also became the leader of the scientists who placed America's first satellite, Explorer 1, into orbit on January 31, 1958. Von Braun might have preceded Sputnik if he had been given the go-ahead by the government. After his conversion, Dr. von Braun became a strong proponent of the Christian faith and creationism. He wrote a good deal about his Christian faith and even spoke extensively on the subject. He said creationism was a viable scientific theory for the origin of the universe, life, and man. Von Brahm concluded that acknowledging the universe is designed ultimately raises the question of a designer. The scientific method does not allow us to exclude data, which lead to the conclusion that the universe, life, and man are based on a design. To be forced to believe that everything in the universe happened by chance would violate the very objectivity of science itself. Certainly, there are those who argue that the universe evolved out of a random process. But what random process could produce the brain of a man or the system of the human eye? Dr. von Braun's own words revealed how important the design argument was to him. The primary resistance to acknowledging the case for design as a viable scientific alternative to the current case for chance lies in the inconceivability in some scientists' minds of a designer. The inconceivability of some ultimate issue should not be allowed to rule out any theory that explains the interrelationship of observable data, he added, that many intelligent men say they cannot visualize a designer. Well, can a physicist visualize an electron? The electron is materially inconceivable, and yet it is so perfectly known uh, through its effects that we use it to illuminate our cities and guide our airlines. What strange rationale makes some physicist accept the inconceivable electron is real? while refusing to accept the reality of a designer on the ground that they cannot conceive him. Although they really do not understand the electron either, they are ready to accept it because they manage to produce a rather clumsy mechanical model of it. Von Braun stressed that more than ever, our survival depends on the adherence to the basic ethical principles provided by Christianity. When asked about his views on religion and science specifically, if uh, technological methods and religious beliefs are really compatible, von Braun answered. While technology controls the forces of nature around us, ethics try to control the forces of nature within us. The Ten Commandments are entirely adequate without amendments to cope with all the problems the technological revolution not only has brought up, but will bring up in the future. Von Braun concluded that the Bible was the most effective bulwark ever built against the erosive effects of time. The Bible is the revelation of God's nature and love. Prayer, too, was critically important to Von Braun. Asked when his need to prayer was particularly strong, he stated that he prayed a lot before and during the crucial Apollo flights. As Henry Morris notes, Von Braun believed that man's spacecraft was an amazing achievement that has opened for mankind thus far only a tiny door for viewing the awesome reaches of space. An outlook through this peephole at the vast mysteries of the universe should only confirm our belief in the certainty of its creator. I find it as difficult to understand a scientist who does not acknowledge the presence of a superior rationality behind the existence of the universe as it is to comprehend a theologian who would deny the advances of science. Von Braun died in Alexandria, Virginia on June 16, 1977, leaving the world a radically different place. End of quotes. Do the world's great minds endorse the words found in your Bible? Do men of great accomplishments say yes? Considering the Consider the following endorsements of God's Word. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. George Washington, first president of the United States. The Bible is no mere book, but a living creature with a power that conquers all that oppose it. Napoleon Bonaparte, emperor of the French. I have known 95 of the world's great men in my time, and of these, 87 were followers of the Bible. The Bible is stamped with a speciality of origin and an immeasurable distance separates it from all competitors. William Gladstone, British statement, serving as prime minister four times. All human discoveries seem to be made only for the purpose of confirming more and more the truths contained in the sacred scriptures. Sir William Herschel, English astronomer who made numerous discoveries about the laws of the heavens. I believe the Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated through this book. All things desirable to men are contained in the Bible. Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States. Indeed, it is an indisputable fact that all the complex and horrendous questions confronting us at home and worldwide have their answer in that single book, the Bible, Ronald Reagan, 40th President of the United States. Lord Irwin asked Gandhi what he thought would solve the problems between Great Britain and India. Gandhi, Gandhi, pardon me, picked up a Bible and opened it to the fifth chapter of Matthew and said, When your country and mine shall get together on the teachings laid down by Christ in this Sermon on the Mount, we shall have solved the problems not only of our countries, but those of the whole world. Gandhi. In the view of such harmony, In the cosmos, which I, with my limited human mind, am able to recognize, there are yet people who say there is no God. But what makes me really angry is that they quote me for support of such views. Albert Einstein, the expandable, quotable Einstein, Princeton University Press, page 214. As a child, I received instruction both in the Bible and in the Talmud. I am a Jew, but I am enthralled by the luminous figure of the Nazarene. No one can read the Gospels without feeling the actual presence of Jesus. His personality pulsates in every word. No myth is filled with such life. Albert Einstein. If one purges the Judaism of the prophets and Christianity as Jesus Christ taught it of all subsequent additions, especially those of the priest, one is left with a teaching which is capable of curing all the social ills of humanity. It is the duty of every man of goodwill to strive steadfastly in his own little world to make this teaching of pure humanity a living force so far as he can. If he makes an honest attempt in this direction without being crushed and trampled underfoot by his contemporaries, he may consider himself in the community to which he belongs lucky. Albert Einstein, The World As I See It, 1935. End of quotes. The holy word of God is true and righteous altogether. The redeemed literally stake their lives upon it, and they will not be ashamed to say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory. God said, Psalms 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Romans chapter 1, 21 and 22, because that when they knew God, They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. Men said, according to Time magazine, December 31, 1999, Charles Darwin didn't want to murder God, as he once put it, but he did. Now you have the record.